Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sorry. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm a very sick Heather B. Armstrong. And I am a much less sick John R. Bray. Hello from the depths of my head cold. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to apologize to you who are listening and to our um, editor, Ryan, for any nose blowing that I have to do or coughing or clearing of my throat. Because I am so sick. <laughs> Ew, let's just laugh about it. Because if I don't laugh, I'm gonna, gonna, gonna go under. And how'd you get sick? Where'd you get it from? Uh, Saturday morning, uh, a little, a little kid showed up at my door. A little bird showed up at my door, and she walked over to my side of the bed, and she was like, "I didn't sleep well." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's how you got. Well. That's how she woke you up. Yeah, on Saturday morning, you know. Oh, there you go. I've, remember when you used to sleep in on Saturday morning? Remember those days? I, um, I mean, I I was never one to sleep in, but I remember not having to get up and actually function. Oh, that's right. Like you right that out of bed. Detestable human being who's a morning person. I, it's it's true. No shame. Yeah. So she comes over to my side of the bed on Saturday morning and says that I didn't sleep well. I can't breathe. You didn't help me. <laughs> it's my fault. Oh my god! And so she climbs in bed, and she's like, "I need a tissue." I'm like, "You can go get yourself a goddamn tissue. Go get yourself a tissue." And like, she's watching cartoons while I'm trying to get an extra like 20 minutes of sleep, and then I eventually get up so that I can fix her some breakfast, and I go into her room, and <laughs> I sent you a picture of it. You, you did. There's the. The explosion of tissues next to her bed in the middle of the night, like 40 tissues that she used. And it's honestly, it's it's like the exact same image that we used for the sick kid. Like, it's the same scene every time. Every time. And they're just thrown anywhere on anything. It doesn't matter. And it, when I picked them up, I picked up a, a couple of them and they were heavy. And oh, I was like, God. oh, she's really like, this isn't just a, oh, I'm kind of sniffly. Like, this is for real. For real. For real. So this is what I did. <clears throat> um, and this is how I differ sort of from their father. Um, not that he does it wrong, but <laughs> but whenever Marlo shows signs of being ill, I do not push that kid like that kid. She stayed in her pajamas until Sunday night. Yeah, that's basically what I do. Well, I looked at the date and it was like, fuck, it is mid-September. We're already doing this. No, fuck, no. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want that. I don't want my life to go into slow motion already. It's only mid-September. 
So I was like, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. I am not pushing you. You're not going to put clothes on. You don't have to brush your hair. Like you are just remaining. You're going to like be sick and then try to get better. And uh, I was feeling great. <laughs> you you were. I was. Ah, the memories. And uh, I think what it is is that this school year has been and I think you feel the same, right? This school year has been just already an enormous head fuck. Well, we we screwed ourselves, honestly, because we were a week or two in and like, oh, it's great. Yeah, things are awesome. And that was total shit. Like, it, yeah, it, it is a head fuck. That is the best way to put it. Homework had not started. Piano had not started. Like, the really intense therapy had not started. And so... And she's still young, so it's like a Petri dish in her classroom. I mean, it, it's not nearly as bad, at least with Lexton. I don't know about with Lita. Oh, it's not nearly as bad with Lita. And I also think, I mean, this is, eventually we may have to go, we, we're going to have to see an ENT for Marlo because her tonsils are causing problems. And that could be another reason oh, she gets sick so often. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have an ENT appointment with her this week. Oh, God. That's another thing that I have to, like, break in my day and go to an ENT. But, yeah, it, I don't push her. I woke up on Tuesday and was like, oh, I don't feel good. <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> and it's been a long time since I have felt this bad. And it just overtook me. Like my whole body started to hurt and then I couldn't breathe. And then I was a very strange color was coming out of my nose, oh, yeah. which is a very, it's an indication that something's wrong. So here I am. Feeling and great. Doing great. How is Marlo? Is she better? She's better. Okay. She's, and I'm going to take credit for that because <laughs> I didn't push her. We didn't do anything. Like she didn't leave the house. It's, you know. You got to be proactive about these things. Oh, yeah. I mean, even now with Lexton, he knows. It used to be when he was younger, he would still want to go at full speed. But now... When he was sick? Oh, yeah. I mean, he would have to be like fever, high fever, really ill to not be up and about, at least during the day. But now he doesn't want to. He he got a head cold a couple weeks ago, and... I really needed to go grocery shopping and he didn't want to go out. And I said, well, we don't, we don't have a lot of food. I could order takeout. He's like, I'll just eat cereal the whole day. <laughs> I don't care. I go, all right, well then, then we're just going to stay home. We'll watch Netflix and be at home. But even he feels it like he knows that he can't keep going or it's just going to get worse and he's going to feel miserable when he's out. And yeah, it, I, <clears throat> I indulge Marlo's addiction to Minecraft videos. Just let her, Watch those for hours and hours and hours. The ones and where the guys talk. She's graduated to ones that actually have dialogue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a, like an actual sure. show. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. God, those are awful. <laughs> oh. I should be more on top of it. Um, I guess she could be watching Minecraft porn. I don't know. I mean, they're not awful in terms of like bad for her to watch. I just, I can hear them in the background sometimes. You know, Lexton has watched them and they're just... Oh, yeah. there's worse things they could be doing. Minecraft is fine, but Minecraft is fine, especially when you're sick. And you know, this is, again, this is not to um, badmouth our father, but I think he likes to sort of push them and go places and do things and get out of the get out of the house. And so, 
Marla, you know, Marla, he would push her even when she was showing, when Marla shows even the tiniest bit that she's veering toward being sick, like she needs to stay put, period. Her immune system is just so ripe for being compromised. And mine's not, which is why I'm so surprised that I got so sick. And I'm like, what, what's going on in my life that, oh yeah, <laughs> like managing my kids, managing my kids' schedules is just really, really, really intense. Well, there was a point where I would look at people, you know, couples and either the, there was a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad. And I would never really understand, like, how can you, how can you be a stay-at-home parent? There's not that much to do, like for a full day, every day. That was so wrong. That is so wrong. It's so wrong. I mean, I figured that out a long time ago, but you don't really realize how much is actually involved in the day-to-day. There's full, full-time parents. are That is the hardest job. It's so hard. And even at, when they're older, it's, it's not like it gets easier. It's just I think there's fewer challenges, but those fewer challenges are much larger. So it never really decreases. It just changes. It does. Like our evenings... There's barely even 10 minutes of downtime in our evenings, especially on the evenings when we've got piano we've got piano practice or we go to the piano lesson, plus dinner, plus homework, plus showers, plus reading before bedtime. Like there's not even 10 minutes of downtime. Like it's just a it's just like full throttle. I get to Friday and it's like fuck. <laughs> what the hell? Oh yeah. And and that's why my that's why Lita at 12 years old is like, "Please mom, can we not do anything this weekend? Can we please just chill out?" And it's like, "Yes, yes, please. Yes. Let's do that." See, I'm not quite That's the part that I haven't figured out about Lexton is we will have an insane week. I mean, it's the same thing by the time I pick him up and get home. You know, we've got homework, shower, and dinner. Like those are the three staples that always happen and the time can change and whatever. And then there's other things. There's after school clubs and all this stuff. And I feel like we just run from, you know, 6.15 in the morning on Monday until Friday when I bring him home. And the second we get in the door, it's like, so what are we going to do tonight? Do we have any plans for tomorrow? We can do anything fun tomorrow? I'm like, oh, Jesus, no, no, we, there's no plans. I plan to do nothing. (laughs) And I, I'm working like, you know, we don't have to do something every day. We cannot do something for a couple of days. But he's got the energy. I mean, he'll just go and I, I can't do it. I can't keep up with it. Is this on the weekends? Oh, yeah. Every, every single weekend. And if it's a weekend when he's with Heather or Hex, I'll pick him up from school and he's like, what am I doing with mom this weekend? Like, I, Jesus, call her. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> That is your responsibility. That is your to-do list. Exactly. You've got a phone, remember? <laughs> it's, I just want to turn off on Friday. Uh-huh. And, like, you can't. You know, you, you have to keep keep moving. And sometimes it's like by the time Sunday night comes around, it feels like it's just been seven straight days of going forward. Yeah, and at, and at the point, I think this sickness is sort of like, hey, hold up. You know, you can't keep up this pace. You can't do this. You cannot continue this pace because it's going to kill you all and like I'm striving to find a balance in the evening where it's not just so intense that you know somebody wanted to have a conference call this week at 8 30 at night 
they were like, well, that's the only time I'm free. I'm like, yeah, at 8.30 at night, I am right in the middle of my nighttime routine with my kids. Like, I am just about to finish reading with Marlo, and then we turn off Marlo's lights, and then I sing her four specific songs, and then I lie there for about another 10 minutes with her. And then I get up, and I go downstairs, and I go get Lita, and then I come upstairs with Lita, and I make sure that she does all the things that she needs to get done, washing her face, all that stuff. Hygiene. Hygiene. Which... You know, I'm sure that there's people who could say, you know, she's old enough to take care of that herself. And again, yes, she is, except that it won't get done. <laughs> right. Oh, like the ability is there. The ability is there. Right. She needs a coach. She needs some um, accountability. So by the time I'm done with Lita, it's at least 920. And at that point, especially into the other night when I was sick, I actually... <laughs> I walked up and I said, you need to wash your face. You need to do this and this. I'm going to bed. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went into my, my bedroom and I just fell over. But like this, the sickness is like, listen, you, you've got to find a balance where it's not killing you. And I, I'll, I'll go ahead and admit there, there was a, I think two weeks ago. Yeah. No, it was last week. I texted my mom one morning. Uh, yeah, I lost it one morning last week. <sighs> yeah, I did. <laughs> well, you I'm going to laugh you, about you it. You sprung back. I sprung back. I was. There was some clothing issues that were ridiculous and uncalled for and stupid. Like didn't and, fit or... Didn't, didn't have the right outfit. Or... I'm not even going to get into it because it's so dumb. <laughs> just the stupidest shit about clothing. And I was just so tired. And like, it was like fourth day in a row of like running, 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 running. And I was like, oh. And I just sat down and started to cry. And I texted my mom and I'm like, Mom, I need help. I need help. Like, I, I am doing this by myself every day in and out every day. And I need like, I need a, I need one night. I need one night for somebody to come in and like relieve me. There's one night. Like for you to go out or for you to just go to bed? For me to just like, just go to bed. Yeah. I don't need, I don't want to go out. Yeah. That's, that's why I was asking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go out. How sad is that? I honestly, I have not been out in over three weeks. That sounds kind of normal to me, but I'm a really, really bad person to bounce that off of. But I, like, that's the thing is I don't hang out with anybody anymore. I am, oh, this is, this sounds like such a pity vest. I was working out with my trainer the other day and telling her that I had started running again. And she's like, why are you running? And I'm like, I, I'm running only four miles or five miles at a time, which is a distance that I can totally handle. And she's like, well, why don't you get on your, I have a bike in my basement, uh, a spin bike. And she's like, well, why don't you like occasionally get on your bike to, you know, cross train and exercise different muscles? And I said, the bike is in my basement. There is no one there. <laughs> I'm going to be alone for the entire time I'm on that bike. But if I go to the gym and I run on the treadmill, there are people everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'll be around people and I'll be out of my fucking house. That is why I'm going running is to get out of my fucking house and to actually be around people because I am never around anyone. And that's how sad it is. 
is that I'm going to run on a treadmill because there's going to be people around me. It's really funny because I guess, yeah, arguably it's a sob fest, but this is exactly how I get when I'm sick. I get a head cold and it's just like the world is miserable. <laughs> Everything that was maybe a nuisance or sort of sad just becomes devastating. Mm -hmm. And I know that this isn't how you normally are either. But you start to, it's like you start to look at your whole life from a distance when you're sick. And then you just start to evaluate everything and it sucks a lot of times through that lens, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> you're like, okay, wait a minute. I haven't socialized with another human being in three weeks. And then what you do to socialize is you go to the gym and run. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. That's like going to the dentist so you can talk to someone. Yeah. You know, when I was a, when I was a stay at home mom, this goes back to how hard that job is. I would go to the grocery store so that I could talk to the checkers. Specifically, I would buy stuff I didn't need so that I could go through the line and talk to the checkers. <laughs> oh my. It's lonely. It's lonely. Yeah. There's a loneliness to parenthood. There is. I, I think. Oh, well, there totally is. I mean, we, you know, we addressed at least part of that when we kind of talked about the larger issue, but it's, it's a weird thing to think about because you don't have any downtime, you know, and I know that we've said this, but you don't have any downtime and you're really never alone, but you are very lonely. Oh yeah. We did talk about this. And then when you get sick, like you don't even feel like you have yourself anymore. Yeah. Like you've lost control of the last piece <laughs> and everything is just fucked. <laughs> Yeah, this is like I was on the I actually went to the gym after I woke up sick to work out with my trainer and that day. Yeah, because I was like, well, it's not that bad. It's not Good that bad. God. And then I got home and I was like, oh, it's that bad. But I was I warm up like I walk on the treadmill for about 10 minutes and she walks over to me and she's like, how are you today? Which she has asked me like every single time I've been there for the last six months because the, the answer has always been it's getting worse. <laughs> And she looks at me and she's like, are you okay? I was like, my kid got me sick. And she's like, she says this, what the fuck is the point of kids anyway? Oh my God. <laughs> that is an awesome trainer. She totally, like, she and I kind of share a brain. It's like, yeah, you go through their, you go through the very early part of their life. And like, it's just this hurting cats and like wiping their butt and like, dealing with their food issues and, and all of this. And then they get to an age where they're super ungrateful and angry at you all the time. And it's like, wait a minute. Why did I do this? Right. Where, where is the reward? Not even the yeah. reward, but just the neutral ground, I guess. Where is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I mean, that was rhetorical. I'm convinced it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's in those, what it is, is, is in, those, <clears throat> in those small moments with your kids. That's where I find it. Which is why I, you know, go, going back to the bedtime routine with Marlo, that's why I lie there for 10 minutes with her because she puts her arm around me and, you know, I smell her hair and, and then I lean down and I kiss her goodnight and she kisses me goodnight and it's like, okay, that is like the best part of my day. Boom, hands down. Love that part of the day. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it is. The, it's the little moments. This I, sentimental kind of cheapens it, I think, but. Yeah, it is like, kind fine, of... fine, I'm glad I had you. <laughs> now go to sleep. <laughs> Sometimes Lexton will ask, he'll like, do you want to just lay in bed with me and, and talk for a little bit? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fine. But the conversations have gotten to a point where I can't, I can't follow them. 
<laughs> like he, God, he's, yes. he's, he's so we're, we're just wired differently. Like he's very science minded. I'm more, you know, writing or creative minded, not to say that he's not creative, but I mean, the last time I did that, I, I, I laid in bed with him and he was talking to me about cathode ray tubes and how they cathode work. Cathode ray tubes? Mm-hmm, like the old technology in TVs. Okay. And how they send the color and move and function and the electric. And I, I finally, I said, okay, well, this was a really good talk. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I said, I'm glad that you shared it with me, but I, I don't understand. And he just rolls his eyes and he's like, oh, fine. <laughs> but like, that's what it's about. Like you think, oh, I'm just going to lay here and we're just going to chat. It's going to be great. And I just lay there, kind of jaw dropped. Like, what the hell? What is this even about? <laughs> Why? Why is this your casual evening conversation? I, mean, I want to go like on his first date just to hear, like, what, <laughs> what is the casual conversation? Cathode ray tubes. Let me tell you about cathode ray tubes and internal combustion engines. This is fun. Lita loves to talk about our days uh, at, at dinner time. She's like, "How is everyone's day?" She always says that. "How is everyone's day?" And she tells, she's just going on and on about first period we did this, and then second period we did this, and like I, I, I lose track of it by third period. Does she really narrate like Oh yeah. Wow. The entire thing. And she goes on and on and I lose track of everything. So she gets to the end of it and I'm like I have no clue what she just said. And then she says, "Oh, and by the way, last night I had the craziest dreams. Can I tell you about them?" Oh my god. And <laughs> I had to like I literally bit my lip because I wanted to blurt out, "Lita, no one wants to hear about someone else's dreams. No one. You're like, oh, yeah, sure. So I go, I said, uh-huh, yep, please tell me about your dreams. Were they totally crazy? I don't, I didn't follow them. You can't follow somebody's <laughs> dreams. Like, it made no sense at all. And then by the time it was over, she's like, that was crazy, huh? I'm like, yep, that was crazy. Whoa. Uh-huh. But the thing that's nuts is that in her mind as she's narrating this, it all makes sense. Like the yeah. whole story and and I don't I don't mean that that's like a weird thing, but it's really impressive. Because some of these stories are so detailed and and complex, but they hold them together in their own brains. They they totally make sense. Yes. Well, her day made sense to her. And one night last week she was doing it and when she got to the end, Marlo was like putting a piece of tortilla in her mouth she goes that was boring (laughs) that was so boring and she's like marlo and she's like well it was well it was just like like, matter of fact yep oh man yeah i went on a a walking field trip with lexton's class when uh this this was a couple years ago i want to say it was fourth or fifth grade um and you know it was like walk to the downtown and talk about History. This is the land of Lincoln, Heather. Abe Lincoln. The land of has been Lincoln. Here. That's that's Illinois, the land of Lincoln. Okay. We don't have a lot to be famous for since then, so we gotta latch on to Lincoln. So well, how close are you to Springfield? Oh god, hours. I've it's okay. like f- at least four or five hours south. Okay. But you know, and then on the way back, and it's like total time and this is with like fourth or fifth grade kids, it was a twenty five minute walk, maybe more. Uh-huh. And we start walking back, and there's a girl in his class who is awesome. I mean, she's she's hysterical. The entire walk back, she narrated, like with dialogue, an entire episode of SpongeBob. Like, oh my god, the entire 
episode. She said, do you want to know what my favorite episode of SpongeBob is? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> that, that sounds cool. Tell me about the entire thing. Like parents would walk by me and they're like, are you serious? Is she doing the, the voices? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the way back. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I couldn't, I had no idea what was happening, but I could tell by the way that she was reciting this that she totally had a grasp on absolutely every minute of the show, which is frightening on one level, but really impressive otherwise. SpongeBob is a good show. It's funny. It's really funny. Have you seen it? Uh, y- yes. We are going to have to agree to disagree on that point, I think. <laughs> I cannot oh, stand that show. Oh, I love SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob. Like legitimately, you really enjoy legitimately, it. Legitimately, like I love SpongeBob. <laughs> no, I I've I've tried. I don't like the voices. Something about the voice. It's not as bad as Caillou. I don't know if your kids ever watched Ooh, Caillou. God. Oh, I know. I know. Like every word was whining. <laughs> but no, I've never gotten into it. I don't mind if Lexton were to watch it, but I just I can't do it. But in, in those instances where our children and other children are talking about something, you have to like really feign like super like you're interested and you're paying attention and you're tracking. My tracking ability is shit when it comes to how she's narrating things because it's like I just get lost. I get lost. And so I'm like hoping I'm like a kid in the class hoping that the teacher doesn't go. So what did I just say, Heather? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because I don't know. Lexton has totally called me out before. Yeah, he has. He, like, he'll look at me and he'll be like, and I feel really bad because he'll be like, you don't care, do you? I'm like, no, I I care. I have no idea. I can't follow the story. Like, I, I'm very interested, but I can't follow it. You know, it's to- it's not that I don't care most of the time. Sometimes maybe, but I can't, I just can't follow it. And I don't know if it's the way it's narrated. I don't know what it is. I mean, if you tell me a story with lots of details, I can follow it. And I think it's just because, you know, your storytelling abilities are a little bit more evolved. We, we know in con- in conversation, like, this detail is unnecessary. This detail is unnecessary for this person to know. And this detail here is really going to make the point and... I think this is part of their learning of what matters and what doesn't when it comes to the storyline. I think that's actually probably a really good point, the details. Mm-hmm. Well, do you ever, I mean, when she gets to the end of a story, is there ever a point where you kind of summarize it in one sentence after a 10-minute discussion? Oh, no, I no, no, I'm oh. terrible, no. Mm-mm. Oh, that's usually what I'll try to do. Like, if, if I followed it, I'd be like, okay, so your teacher told you a joke? I'm like, yep. Okay, well, that took you all of dinner to get to that. So, <laughs> great. And again, like, I, you got to keep the communication lines open. You got to keep them talking. So you got to turn on your acting skills and like, yes, very, very interesting about that in your science class. Yes, very good. Okay. <laughs> but, but sometimes, though, I think, like, because, you know, some, they'll be telling some story or narrating something and they drop some massive bomb sort of in passing, like a piece of information or an observation on something that's really significant. At least that's happened with Lexton. And I kind of feel like he's just fucking with me. <laughs> really? Like, let's see if you can follow along because I'm going to leave you this little treat in the middle. But if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. Because, again, uh-huh. you have to keep the communication open. And not, I, I mean, I really don't think it's intentional, but it's like just 
based on how everything comes out and everything is narrated, you know, that's where this event or thought fell sequentially. So that's where I'm presenting it. And if you've tuned out, you're going to miss it. Oh, man. Yeah. If Lita did that to me, I'd be fucked because I do not track. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't. It's terrible. It's terrible. I just want a summary. I don't. <laughs> I want a bullet point outline. Give me the cliff notes. One bullet yes. per class. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, I, I mean, if I admitted to how many times I turned to the cliff notes in college, I don't know if I read a book in college. I don't think I did. Like, it was cliff notes all the way. <laughs> That's how I survived. Who has time my, to read? Yeah, I survived my Shakespeare class on Cliff Notes. Oh, I did read all of the Shakespeare. Come on, I an actual loved, Shakespearean English. I loved that class. My teacher was amazing. That was a really good class. Oh God, you fucking show off. So was mine. I did a directed study in Shakespeare, and I still needed the Cliff Notes. Oh, my teacher was amazing, and he was also a dick. Really quickly, they had this. Um, this really quick BYU story. They used to have these, what do they call them? Firesides. <laughs> firesides? Like firesides. You'd all sit around and So talk? they call them firesides. Man, the Mormons in the audience or the, or the former Mormons are just nodding their heads. Firesides. Uh, back in Memphis, they would have like a fireside on like the first Sunday of the month or something where the youth would gather together and they'd have a someone come and speak or they called them firesides because they were usually held in a home in a in the living room that type of thing like it's just a gathering you know in a home in a home like environment to listen to someone talk or have a lesson about something and at BYU they called them fireside talks even though they were held in the gigantic coliseum where you know the basketball games were, were held right and it was like every Tuesday in the middle of the day at like 11.45, they would have a famous person or whoever come and give like a 45-minute talk. And one year they had Margaret Thatcher. Really? When you were there? Yes. Yes. Wow. And of course, I'm in my BYU days and I'm like, I must go see Margaret Thatcher, my hero. Should I would go see <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> and it's Margaret fucking Thatcher. It's Margaret fucking Thatcher, and we you go to the to the fireside. And the problem is is that traffic and parking and getting anywhere on BYU campus is fucked. I mean, this is basically every conversation that I have about BYU is fucked. <laughs> and yeah, there's a theme, yeah. There's a theme. So getting to the Coliseum and then once she's finished talking, getting out of the Coliseum and wh where you need to be is literally like impossible. And 
my, my Shakespeare teacher knew that this was going on, right? He knew that Margaret Thatcher was the fireside talk. And I was five minutes late to class after running out of that Coliseum across campus. And he had given a fucking quiz in those first five minutes to punish those of us who had gone to see Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> he didn't He didn't want you to see Margaret Thatcher? He was a totally liberal oh English God. teacher. Yeah, right? How awesome. So he's not really a dick. He's kind of awesome. But he was like, I'm going to punish those fucking kids. I'm going to give a quiz because they went and saw Margaret Thatcher. Because he knew that they were all like you. Like, not just, I'm going to go see yes. her. That's interesting. But like, oh, my God, it's Margaret Thatcher. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. But I still needed the cliff notes. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe you had a better. I, and I, I guess I will say they weren't the cliff notes. They were spark notes, maybe, where it had the Shakespearean English on the left and the modern <laughs> English on the right. Spark notes. That kind of sounds familiar. Uh, they were super helpful, honestly. So I guess I can't say I didn't read anything in Shakespearean English, but when you'd get to an area that was a little murky, you would have this modern translation. It's like nice. philosophy, bro. Philosophy, bro? Yeah, philosophy, bro. What, Are you not familiar with philosophy, that? bro? I am not. Oh, I, what is this? I can't remember his name. Uh, but it started as a as a website. And I think he has a book, and he's a philosophy major, but he translates, like, Socrates into modern, like, bro-speak, essentially. Modern bro-speak? Like, totally, not just, like, modern English, but, like, totally simplifies it down with profanity, uses the word bro. It's awesome. And he does the side-by-side page comparison. Is this a website? It is a website. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can pull it up because it's it's pretty amazing. Tommy Margolis, I think, might be his name. Philosophy bro. So Socrates written in like sub bra. Yeah. And and I mean it and just really simplifies the concepts. Like it's it's funny, it's comical to read, but it's also if you're trying to digest, because some of those writings are incredibly complicated. And he simplifies them down appropriately. Because this is his thing. This is his focus. So he understands it. It's not just for the comedy, but the comedy makes it amazing. And did you use those in college? I, I wish I had. I found those after college, but the spark notes uh. made me think of them. I just read Philosophy Bro for fun now. <laughs> That's right, ladies. Just for Line fun up. I study Socrates. Line yes. up. Yes, it's philosophybro.com. Philosophybro.com. Okay, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Highly recommend it. I can see me sort of leaning over to Lita in college and going, there's a thing called Cliff Notes. There's going to be something way better by the time they're there. They have the internet. Oh, yeah. Well, because I, I had the internet in college, so I'm not going to. Yeah, so I remember in 1995, someone turning to me and saying, you got to see this website. And I was like, a what? A what? Like a... Like, you know, come look at like it because it was not on a, like a black screen or a green screen. It was it had a white background. And I remember seeing that for the first time. Where were you thinking? Whoa, what is that? That's in, that's neat. <laughs> I mean, where, where was this at that's, school? Where were you? I was at. Yeah, I was at BYU. OK. Yeah, I was one of the first people at BYU to get an email address. Wow. 
1993. 1993? And I had to seek it out. I had to spend, it took me five days to get it. You got it in 1993? (laughs) Oh my God, it was nine. Yeah, I was one of the first people on BYU campus to have an email address. I had to seek out the building and find it on like the fifth floor, this tiny, tiny, tiny room with four computers. And I put my name in and then like a few days later, I went back and they had set it up for me. What was your email address? Uh, something heather.hamilton at byu.edu, something like that. So you had to go into some like dark back room, yeah. give them your information and return later and hope that some sort of magic had come of it. Yeah, and there were only four computers in that lab and there was one other lab on campus that had like four computers and you would show up to be on the computer and you only had a specific amount of time that you could use. <laughs> oh my God. So it was like eight computers for the entire campus. Yeah, but nobody had an email address. So nobody was in there. So who the nobody hell were you emailing? It. I was emailing my first love. Who also he didn't happened know. to he have was, an email address? He he was at Caltech. Uh, of course okay. he had so an yes. email address. Yeah. Your first love first was at love. Caltech? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was my first kiss, and he went to high school with me, and he ended up at Caltech, and we started emailing my freshman year of college. I printed out every email oh, we ever sent. Jesus. <laughs> do you have them still? Yeah, of course I do. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. hmm So your first relationship was in college. Via email. We He did not, it was not a relationship. It was just an emailing back and oh. forth of ideas and how's it going and whatnot. And Well, but he was your first kiss though. So, I mean, it turned into a relationship. No, it was never a relationship. We, we kissed and then he wanted to have sex, but I wasn't going to have sex. So that ended there. <laughs> oh, wow. You were such oh, yeah. a good Mormon. I was a good Mormon. And the thing is, is that he wanted to have sex. And my first inclination was, yeah, fuck yeah, that'd be great. But then it was like, no, (laughs) no, that's not right. And so I felt really, really, really terrible about that initial feeling that I had. So bad and so guilty about it that I told my mom. Oh, my God. You told her that you wanted to, but you didn't? Well, I didn't. No, I didn't give her all the details, but I told her that I had kissed someone and that I felt really, really, really bad about it and that I thought I should go to the bishop and talk about it. And she laughed at me. (laughs) (laughs) I have not met your mom, but I would love to. She sounds like an amazing person. Like I can totally, like she, I remember her sort of biting her lip and being like, it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. You're going to survive this. And how old were you when that happened? I was 17. Yep. <clears throat> well. <clears throat> yep, I was 17. Mm-hmm. I hate to say this, but you probably should have gone to the bishop for that. <laughs> oh, I went to the bishop later. There's a lot <laughs> of going to the bishop at BYU. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. She could have totally come down on you, though. Right? She I mean... could have. Except that my mom... You know, my mom has had a lot of worldly experience. And 
a lot of, my mom has been through a lot in her life and she had a lot of perspective on that. So you were lucky. You didn't get I was lucky, lucky, but you were lucky. Well, also, I'm the third kid. So she had been through two previous to me who had done a lot worse things than I ever did. Really? But, and they're both still Mormon, yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's the sort of irony is that my mom, I was the perfect kid all the way through the end of college, man. I was the perfect kid. She never had to deal with me talking back or me not getting a straight A or me not turning in something or me not showing up or me not doing chores. Like, man, I was a good kid. And then college ruined you. Yeah. BYU ruined me. I turned into a disaster. But it ended up okay. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm mostly okay. I mean, you're sick, but other than that. Mm Mm-hmm. See? See how it works? So maybe you how should not we, dislike BYU. Yeah, how do we get how do we get here? I'm trying to remember, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh something about reading a book. It was something um, it was honestly it was it was Cliff Notes and Shakespeare and then it it all just derailed. Yeah. It was college and um I could see I can see me leading down to Lita in like high school and being like, uh uh-uh, uh, just go get the Cliff Notes. I'm not dealing with this. Well, <laughs> I, so they have reading requirements. Do they, do your girls have them? Do they both have them? Like either time, do do they just do time or do they do pages? They do, but Lita does time and Marlo does time. I don't have to worry about Lita. Like really quickly, she, (laughs) sorry, she, I get sent all of the books, all of them. I get sent every book. I have I have rooms full of books and none of it she wants to read. She wants to go to the library and pick it out herself. She will come home from the library with five books and be done in three days. Okay. Well, that would be amazing. Marlo is not that kid. So So you I get it. Take, I get it. You get it. So yeah. Lexton actually doesn't hate to read. He's just a slow reader. I'm a very slow reader, so I get it. And it takes him longer to get through a book than it takes some people to get through books. So they have these major page goals, like a thousand pages a quarter. What? Oh yeah. That's this year's goal. A thousand pages a quarter. And he's reading, there's a series by, do you know the Decemberists? The band? Yes. Okay. So the lead singer, Colin Malloy wrote a trilogy called the Wildwood trilogy. Yes. And his wife illustrated it. I've read them. I actually think they're pretty decent. And, and Lexton read the first one over the summer and liked it. And he's reading the second one now, and they're 500 pages or something, 550. They're long. And I know that he's enjoying the story. And I also know that there is no way in hell that he's going to finish this 500-page book and read another 500-page book in time. I I just, it won't happen. But I don't really feel like he should be penalized for that. And he's already worried about it. So now not only does he need to read, but now he's worried that he's not going to make his goal. So he's just trying to read as fast as he can to make it. And I know he's not really going to retain what he's reading. He's not tracking. No. God, no. He's just trying to plow through it. So I told him, I'm like, well, how about you just take credit for the book you read over the summer? And he just stared at me. (laughs) He's like, but I didn't read that this year. I said, well, this year you did, but not this school year. And he goes, "Can can I do that? 
I said, well, I'm the one who has to sign off on it. And yes, you can definitely do that. Because fuck that. I mean, I don't want reading to be like a terrible thing. Uh-uh. So if there was like a cliff notable version and we could say, well, you read 50 pages of cliff notes, that counts for 500 pages of text. I don't really feel bad. I mean, sure, it's cheating, <laughs> that's, but come on. That's a lot to read. At, that's a lot. That's like a like Atlas Shrugged, you a, know? A thousand pages in three months, in less than three months. That's a ton. That's a lot. It's a ton. And we're English majors. Yeah, which, I mean, it's not going to get us out of the second quarter's goal, but I'm just trying to scramble and figure out how can we, how can we meet this goal without making reading miserable. And having you still be able to retain what you're reading. Right. Because, I mean, as a slow reader, I can say that it's frustrating to be a slow reader. And you don't want reading to be this thing that he dreads. Exactly. And if it's already a little frustrating because it's slow and then he has to try and go faster just to go faster just to read more, that really defeats the purpose. And I can say a book like, and this is not a criticism to any, like, shorter novellas or anything like that it's a really complicated storyline to follow because there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of things going on so i guess you know if another kid reads 10 100 page books and he reads two 500 page books but it takes him longer i mean why why is it better to just get hit the page mark i guess is what yeah I'm i think it's much better to like say let's read 30 minutes a night yes. or read 45 minutes a night like that's a much fairer um, measurement yeah because it yeah. just it, it makes a habit of it. Mm-hmm. Last year, every time they would complete a book, and they had they had a page goal, but I think it was like more of a modest nine hundred pages last year. Uh-huh. And every time they would finish a book, they had to log it. But every book they logged, they also had to write a book report. Oh my god! Every single one. So I finally I kind of got him to see. I'm like, if you read more long books, you'll get to your page count, and you'll have fewer book reports to write. If you read a bunch of short books, you have a bunch of book reports. <laughs> that is not cheating. That is just survival. It is survival. Because oh ultimately, if you have to supervise it, like with Marlo, if you have to say, no, you have to keep reading. Just another five minutes, just another 10 minutes. And there's a way for you to take some of that burden off of yourself. Yes. Oh, God. I mean, it's worth it. Yes, I know. Oh, God. I think I had sent you a text about... Salita has this. It's called CNA. It's called Curriculum and Assessment. It's this advanced type of class at her middle school. Advanced, quote-unquote. Um, And it's a, a history and then a language arts at the end of the day. It's a two-hour class with the same teacher. And this teacher... Oh, God, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> history and language arts combined? So the, the first hour is history, okay. and then the second hour is language arts. And there are eighth graders. It's a mixed class of eighth and seventh graders. And I remember the <clears throat> back-to-school night after leaving that leaving the presentation that she gave, like the Utah accent was echoing in my brain. I was like, oh, man, that was a Utah accent. Like, wow, oh, man. And uh, I didn't say anything about it to Lita, and she, we were driving home from a piano uh, a lesson, like, last week, and she's like, Mom, my teacher, 
she's the way she says things. And I was like, wait a minute, is this your language arts teacher? She's like, yes. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. And then she tells me that they did this uh, this chapter or whatever in their history portion about Native Americans and that they split up into groups and the teacher... Oh, God, this text. Oh, yeah. Now yeah, I remember. Okay. The teacher said, you know, we need to huddle up and what we're going to do is we're going to come to the board and we're going to write down you know, name, name a few famous Native Americans that we know of. And Lita's like, Mom, <laughs> like the first group, like they wrote Obama. And I'm like, no, they didn't. And she's like, yes, they wrote Obama. I'm like, oh, my God, they did not. And she goes, and then the second group wrote Oprah. <laughs> I was like, no, they did not. And she's like, yes. And then the third group, this Mormon kid goes up there she says this. This Mormon kid goes up there and writes Martin Luther King Jr. And I'm like, what is going on? This is, no. this is the advanced class? This is the advanced class. Oh, man. And I was like, what? And she's like, wait. And I'm like, okay. I, okay. And uh, I just, we, we, then we got talking. I was just, it was so, I was laughing so hard. I almost crashed the car. And she's like, She's like, and it, it's just the way that she talks. It's this this way she says certain things. And I was like, I know, man. You got to record her doing that. And it just came out of my mouth. You got to record her you, doing you said that. that? Uh-huh. Oh. And she's like, I should, shouldn't I? I'm like, well, you do have voice memos on your phone. Oh, my God. Like, it just came out. What am I doing? Why am I encouraging? She's like, should I do that? And I was like, um, no. She's like, should I? I'm like, Mm. (laughs) no you you shouldn't but you can you shouldn't (laughs) i like lita i would get in so much trouble she's like oh come on mom like no no you can't do it you can't do it you can't do it don't do it i hope hope she does it oh man (laughs) like just one day comes home and doesn't tell you and just starts to play it Oh, oh god I can't believe I was like, Lita, that. I would get in so much trouble. I would get in so much trouble. Your your principal would pull me in by the ear and be like, this deuce woman encouraging this behavior. This deuce woman. <laughs> do they do they know you over there at the school? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I got pulled into the principal's office for writing about Marlowe's homework oh, last year. Oh, God, I you remember know? that. Yeah. That was like, like a big, that was a thing. That was a thing. It was a huge deal. And it was like, are you kidding me? So, yeah, people are watching. Everybody's watching. You're not supposed Everybody to criticize knows. things at all. I didn't even criticize it. I was just like, holy hell, my first grader has a lot of homework. That's all I said. Oh, God. What a what a controversy. So, yep. And now you're telling your oldest to record. To record her teacher. You know why? Because, God damn it, an eighth grader should know that Obama is not a Native American. God damn it. In an advanced class. In an advanced class. What the hell is going on? Oh, thank God my kid thank God my kid was like, what? <laughs> that is nuts. I'm sorry. I mean, that's just But the fact that it wasn't like one one group. It was like lots of groups. It was three different groups. That's just naming basically the t- the, the like Who's who's the African American that we know? Obama, Oprah, Martin Luther King Jr. Done. What? Oh, they already picked Obama. Oh Damn it. man, Utah. Well, that's the future of our country. So, 
It, Although if this year has anything to say about it, it's not like they'll be doing anything that bad. They're doing a fine I job of screwing the shit up now. children our future. Oh, God. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Whitney. Whitney. At least nobody said Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> too, too young oh, to man. have said Whitney, I think. And then I was like, did anybody say Pocahontas? Tell me they didn't say Pocahontas. And she's like, yep. Someone said Pocahontas. And I'm like, of course they said Pocahontas. Well, I, I mean, that's better yeah. than Martin Luther King. It's, I mean, Yes, but I know that they're thinking, you know, if they're if the level of her class is thinking Obama, then you know that they're thinking Disney Pocahontas. You say that like that's not the real story. <laughs> I am unforgiving. God. Wow. You're asking a lot um, is what you're doing. I am asking a lot. But at least Lita knew. Lexton will come yes. home sometimes from, you know, different conversations. They read a lot of current events and then have to write reflections on them. And it always amazes me that he, he comes up with, like, really genuine assessments. I'm like, wow, you actually thought about that at a pretty adult level. That's refreshing. <laughs> you know? Always, always remind him, like, not everybody's going to think that way. And that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fairly conservative community. So he's, you know, probably not in the majority on a lot of things. As, as, as we are here, same, same problem. Yes. Yeah. Red state for now. For now. There is a huge Mormons for Hillary movement going on. So. So cross your fingers. You can cross your fingers. Yeah. Well, about that one. Illinois is a I'll blue state. That. I'm just in a red patch. <laughs> We're redder than Mississippi. Ooh. Bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's it's that much of a nightmare. So you fit right in. I do. I do. And I have to say I uh-huh. I'm impressed. Even though you're sick, like you're you're holding it together. I have to hold it together. That's the thing. That's the whole thing about Hillary getting sick. I loved the the tweets and the memes about like Oh, Hillary got sick? She's doing what every other fucking woman does when they get sick, and they fucking plow through. And they, she didn't mention it, because why is she mentioning it? Because it's not a big deal. Because she can't fucking take a break. It's not like she could take a break. What woman takes a break when they're sick? No one. No woman takes a break when they're sick. And if she were to mention it, <laughs> then she'd be complaining. Yes. Did, did you watch? I don't know when it came. I just saw it today. Um, but, you know, Between Two Ferns with Zach. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. Hillary's on it. It's, is it good? She she is deadpan like a champ. I mean, it's awesome. Oh, good. It's it's. I mean, you have to you have to like between two ferns, you know. Like you you have to appreciate the yeah. humor there. He did an excellent job, and you know they introduce the characters and the names appear on the bottom of the screen, and uh-huh. it says Hillary Clinton had pneumonia. <laughs> it is awesome. It's so good. Oh, yeah, you awesome. you will definitely appreciate it. Did you see the one with with Obama? Between two friends. Um, I saw most of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so good. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Man. Oh man. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. It's It'll... not like I can stop. You, we can't stop. Even you. You can't stop. You're basically you're you're a woman. <laughs> Thanks. I you know I really appreciate that. When you get sick, you can't take a break. There is no taking your break. You just plow through, and you know 
blow your nose on a podcast, hoping your tech guy doesn't like, like, oh God, she's blowing her nose again. Sorry, Ryan. Well, that's just it though. Like right now when you, that's the only time you actually can acknowledge feeling sick is when you're talking about being sick uh-huh. because otherwise you don't really have time. So then when you finally have a second to reflect on being sick, you just want to curl up and be like, yeah, I'm sick and it sucks. <laughs> yes. Because you only get that time for like two minutes a day. And then otherwise it's just, you got to go. Yep. You got to go. Just think of how much easier it would be if you could just blow your nose and throw that shit all over the floor. Just wherever <laughs> you were, it didn't matter. And then, and then get up the next morning, go to the side of the bed of somebody else and say, you did this. Yeah. Go pick, this go is pick your it fault. up. Go pick it up. Some of them are stuck to the floor. Oh, man. That was a full spiral. Yeah. Down into Margaret fucking Thatcher. It went there. But you're sick. I mean, I we we held it together pretty good, all things considered. Yeah. It's really hard to process anything with a head cold, honestly. How does a head cold make your whole body hurt? How does that happen? Like, what is the mechanics of that? Maybe it's the flu. Who knows? I don't care. I got shit to do. Well, like you said earlier in the episode, this could be your body saying, hey, cut some shit out. Mm-hmm. You're going you're going too fast. It could be. And then I'm just going to wave my middle finger at my body. Oh, it'll wave back. It'll wave back hard. <laughs> I know that. I have lived that since running the Boston Marathon. I know. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Marathon. Two weeks? Three weeks? Yeah, Three weeks. two and a half. Two okay. and a half. The runs are getting shorter, and that's delightful, though, I have to say. We're going to wrap this up right now, but we should alert people to the fact that you and I are going to see each other for the first time in four years, over four years. I think the first time since, I think it was 2012, yeah. Yeah, it'll be the second time. Which it will, This is the first time we're seeing each other, yeah, and the second time, I was going to say the second time ever. The second time ever that we've ever seen each other in person. And, and I get to have bloody nipples, probably, so... <laughs> pretty awesome i am gonna instagram the shit out of that oh yep yep Mm -hmm. so we're gonna have a manic rambling spiral weekend oh we gotta totally we gotta totally like come up with a social media plan for that (laughs) oh yeah well i'll I'll bring my mic yeah we'll hook it up on navy pier get some drinks done you know and i thought about maybe what i'll do is i'll just run walk it like run one mile walk one mile but i'm gonna be much more useful showing up and cheering you on is the thing like that's my use is gonna be there and so i'll go to the the starting line with you and then just meet you several places and say yeah you're doing it that will be tremendous we'll link to your crowdwise page again and um and as we wrap this up <clears throat> we'd love to hear we'd love to hear <laughs> how you guys navigated college and I don't even know where did we go in this episode and whether whether or not you encourage your kids to you know take some shortcuts maybe make me feel a little bit better or illegally record their teachers you know encouraging that sort of behavior um, yeah or just ramble in an email that would be totally fine yeah too. what do you do when your body tells you no i'm not doing this anymore how do you deal with your body doing that to you you can email us at stories at manicramblings.com and reach out to us on twitter facebook and instagram at manicramblings and like do you have suggestions for head colds because i don't know what to do with this you just gotta beat it yeah you just gotta beat it and uh 
Maybe I will end this. And so until next time. <laughs> until next time, this. Yeah, there it is. Lovely. 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 Sorry. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.